negative emotions are just signals. They're just triggered. They're just letting you know that you are now focusing on something that's outside of your control. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. As always, I am here with Ben. How are you, sir? I'm good, Pat. Thank you. Today, we are going to bring to you a listener question. Somebody sent me this question and I read it and I, and I, just, I just felt it deeply because mm. um, I was like, yes, that, that yes. It, it articulates something that, that I completely um, relate to. And I don't know the answer to it. And so it's really, so a little bit of context. It's from um, a guy named George. Uh, and the story is he was at the airport recently with his wife. Um, and through some, some, some things happening, his flights flight were, was de- uh, delayed or canceled. And it looked very likely that he was going to have to sleep at the, or they were going to have to sleep at the airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was saying, you know, I, I, I try to embrace stoic philosophy and I, I recognize that there are things I can't control. So I was fully ready to, find a spot on the floor and fall asleep. Uh, his wife was, was not so willing and not so ready. And through a, uh, I think a force of will managed to get them on one or two connecting flights and they managed to get home yeah. at some point. So it's question to him. And I think I'm going to read the question cause I think it's, it's well put. It's how do you ensure that striving to accept what you can't control does not lead you to accept defeat too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I want to just, I think the, the way to kind of get into this I can see why you felt this deeply. <laughs> this is phenomenal. This is great stuff. Would you, if you, if you, if it were you, do you think you would have slept on the floor of the airport? You, maybe I'll even put you and Heather there. Or do you think, or, or would you have been more like his wife and, and sort of said, nope, I'm not, I'm not accepting this. So I don't know. And, the, <laughs> and, and, the, and the reason I don't know is because there's a lot of, so I think I would have um, had a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't think I, the flights canceled and I would have been George and said like, honey, let's just, let's sleep on the, sleep on the floor. Yeah. Um, Cause I've been in this situation. Um, but I also don't know if I would have gone the extent that his wife did, which is like push and push and push and push and push until yeah. um, I think that I would have pushed and pushed and then maybe pushed mm-hmm. and then been like, Dude, let's just, let's, let's, let's actually leave the airport. Let's go like get something nice to eat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and here's the reason why, cause read, read the question again. How do you ensure that, that striving to accept what you cannot control does not lead you to accept defeat too quickly? Yeah. So, okay. Let, let's give some, some background and some context yeah. to this. The idea behind, um, you know, stoic philosophy 101 is essentially, um, there's very little inside of your control Mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you're not pouring energy into things that you can't control. And we talk about this with our athletes, right? There's no sense in trying to control the leaderboard because you can't. There's no sense in trying to control what the next workout's going to be because you can't. There's no sense in trying to control um, the weather because you can't. So let those things kind of just happen. When you think about that when you pull back everything, right? When you pull back all of that stuff and you say like, okay, so there's only so many things inside of my control and there's these infinite number of things outside my control. Well, what actually is that that is inside your control? Well, 
according to Stoic philosophy, it's only one thing. Mm -hmm. The only thing that you can control is your response to the situation which you're put in. So people like to say like, no, I can control my eating. I can control my training. I can control, um, you know, um, you know, how many hours I work at, at my office. It's like, yes and no. Like, okay, you can control your eating. Well, what if there is uh, a nuclear apocalypse and there's no more vegetables left and there is only canned beans? Are you, like you, I get it. It's extreme, but you have to go to that level to, to, to go there. Like you can't ultimately control that. You know, it's just like. It's, it's one of those things that's kind of outside of your control. Your, um, you didn't know that your flight was going to be canceled. Now you're at the airport. Like you're going to be there. I've been stuck in, I was stuck in the Hong Kong airport once for mm. three nights. <laughs> Swear to God. Like I was, a, a, a my senior year of college, mm-hmm. I was in the Hong Kong airport for, there was a typhoon. I landed in yep. and between my connecting flight, a typhoon came in Jeez. and they didn't let people in or out of the airport. I was literally there for three nights. So you're there. You didn't know you're gonna be there, so you didn't bring food with you. Mm-hmm. You have one choice for the food you're gonna eat. It's the food that's in the Hong Kong airport. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't control everything. Yeah. You know, um, you can control your training, okay? And then you get in a car accident, you're paraplegic. Mm-hmm. Like from the neck down, you can, you can't control it. So what you control is your response to those situations. That's the only thing. And this is what we work with our athletes. And I kind of like surmise that as like different because I don't want it to be just that. I I want you control two things. Your preparation and your effort. That's the two things that you can control. How prepared are we for these? So you can't control the weather. But what you want to do is be ready for if it is 118 degrees on the field when you do Murph, you got to be ready for that. Yep. Well, how do you get ready for that? You do sauna stuff. You do heat training. You make sure you train those climates. Like That'd be like saying like you can't control like... Um, well, you get it, right? It's like mm-hmm. you, you can take some of those things into your control and prepare for them and then expect adversity and expect to overcome it. There's some things that you don't know are going to get smacked in your face, like being stuck in the Hong Kong River for three days, but you can then control your response to that with something else, aka your efforts. Mm-hmm. So this is where these the husband and wife kind of differed. He was like, outside my control, can't do anything about it, going to move on. She said, I can control my efforts and my preparation and make sure that I'm crossing everything that I, every T and dotting every I. And she went as deep as you can. Here's my take on this. You go and you try and be the wife. So you're making sure you're doing everything up until the point that you start to get, you fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. frustrated, angry, um, afraid, depressed, ang- like whatever, whatever, whatever negative emotion it is. Because mm-hmm. what you've done now, a negative emotions are just signals. They're just triggered. They're just letting you know that you are now focusing on something that's outside of your control. Mm. So what she's doing is she's like, honey, it's inside my control to go have a conversation with them and see if we can get on the next flight. She's absolutely right. She's doing everything she can to do that. But if during that conversation, she starts to get frustrated with the person, now she's projecting out or thinking back or thinking about the time she's going to miss with the kids or whatever, and she's no longer focused on what she can control. Mm -hmm. If she's putting everything she can, by the way, you'll be way more productive and way more, the likelihood of your success goes up exponentially if you're completely present having that conversation Mm -hmm. because you, there is no fear there is no anxiety stress or anything else you're just having a conversation trying to figure out the most productive way to solve that issue right then similar to one of my athletes um 
you know, let's say they're doing a pegboard and they fall off the pegboard and their competitors zip right up. Well, now in that situation, are you going to start projecting to what this workout means for the leaderboard? Are you worried about what's happening with the other athletes around you? All stuff you can't control. Or in that environment, are you fully focused on how you're responding to that adversity? So the idea behind that is dig in as deep as you can. Now, here's the other thing, the flip side of that, the husband's not wrong either. Mm-hmm. Husband's just, because he's staying totally cool. I'm cool with it. If you can be cool with it and, and you can be cool with it without going and having that conversation, without getting on the phone call with customer service, without um, going to another airline, without like, dude. Getting in a fight with your wife. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, <laughs> even better, right? Yeah. Love that. Guess what? Like, dude, you are totally cool. You are, don't use the word accepting. Mm-hmm. Like, not that at all. You're present you're fulfilled, you're focusing on things that you can control, there's no anxiety, stress, call it like you're you're in a mindful state, present-minded with no judgment or um, or fear. That's mm-hmm. like what mindfulness is. All this mindfulness practice, that's all you're doing is practicing for those moments. So a lot of people are doing meditation, mindfulness, and these kind of like apps, you know, calm or... Um, headspace. Headspace or breathing apps. And then what happens, they're, they're doing it, but they're doing it kind of for those five to 20 minutes yeah. without it kind of like transitioning. The reason you're doing it is because that's mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. You're actually mm-hmm. practicing for when the crap really goes down. And then when it goes down, can you stay in that parasympathetic state where you're in rest and digest, you're not in fight or flight, you're not nervous, you're not scared, you're not anxious, you're just chill. Mm-hmm. Now, he got there really quick, regardless of the circumstances around him. She leaned into a little bit more. Neither which way is right or wrong. Yeah. As long as she didn't um, freak out in the process. Yeah. She freaks out in the process. Now she's lost that. Yeah. Even if she's even if she's still accomplished getting home. In other words, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I don't because, know that she did freak out, or she could have been zen out the entire time. But if she freaked out. And still, and and managed through that freak out to get home earlier. What's the lesson there? Like because both of those things. Just the lesson happened. is it it could have been accomplished. It's possible, mm-hmm. and it could have been accomplished probably without the freak out. Yeah. So um, a freak out is you no longer controlling the 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 present the present moment, right. which is what we're all trying to do. You can control your responses. If you are freaking out, like. Um, because you freaked out isn't the reason that you're successful. So if you're um, a basketball player and a foul's called on you and you freak out and lose your mind, but you win the game, did you win the game because you freaked out and lose, mm-hmm. lost your mind? Right. Most likely not. Mm-hmm. So um, because you got under the flight that got you home and you freaked out and lost your mind to the people, is that the reason that you got... Probably not. I, I actually hope not. Right, right. But in today's world, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when you freak out, you are um, you are hurting the fulfillment of your entire of, of your life as a whole. Mm-hmm. You are um, you are becoming the person that is reactive and doesn't respond. What we're trying to do is pull away that reactive state as much as we can. There's a difference between responding and reacting. Mm-hmm. Um, responding is calculated, it's methodical, it's professional, it's mature, it's um, productive. Reactive is emotional, it's impulsive, it's, um, it's the way that an amateur would handle the situation. Now, 
because you're reactive and you get your way doesn't justify the means. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that really struck me about this question or this idea is there's something in there about the, the tug of war between, you know, let's call it this, this stoic, the, the, the aims of this stoic philosophy and complacency. Mm-hmm. And like how, and so, I, you know, I was thinking about this, this scenario and what I would do, and I think I would probably default to what George did more likely than, than what his wife did. And I guess my question or the thing I was starting to think about is how do you know when you're being complacent and how do you know when you're being accepting? And maybe you kind of answered it with that notion of like, as long as it's not, as long as you're not, as long as negative feelings aren't bubbling up, then you're okay. Um, but, but I guess the question is like, how do you, like, what's the right question? Like, how do you figure out if you're defaulting to one or the other without, without recognizing it. Cause I think that I could easily and probably often do default to complacency while telling myself it's that I'm actually just accepting things that I can't yep. control. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, don't uh, sell yourself short for what you can control. Yeah. And I, what I want to say is like, um, let's even take that off the table. Let's, there's one thing you can control which is what I said, which is effort, Mm -hmm. right? So the idea behind this is give as much effort as you can to getting home as you possibly can up until the point where you feel a negative emotion, Mm. right? And when you start to feel a negative emotion, that's the signal that you're no longer focusing on what you can control and you pull it back. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, and this is going to be different for everybody, right? So maybe it's you go up and have a conversation. You're like, so, um, like, Judy, thanks for that announcement. I heard that you that, that this flight's canceled. Um, is there any room on the next flight? Or is it and, and she goes, No, I'm sorry, Patrick, there's not. Um, if you're still chill and you're still cool, you go like, okay, and then maybe there's a follow-up question, right? Um, is there is there any partner airlines that have a flight to I get that Boston's the Providence or Manchester that could get me in there? Um, no, Patrick, I already said that that that's not good. And if you start to feel like Oh, this freaking sucks. Then, like, okay, then recenter yourself. You step away, and you got to pull yourself back into that present moment. Not, it's literally, the emotions are the signal. But you don't want to just default to that. That would be like catching falling off the pegboard and going like, oh, I can't control it. Right? right. right? Oops. Right. Like, okay, so like, they're gonna yeah. beat me. They're faster than me. I can't win this workout. I can't get home on time. It is what it is. Yeah. No, it's like your effort. Yep. You have to give as much effort as you possibly can similar to like people that like miss their flights and go oops outside my control oops there was traffic no you didn't give enough preparation you didn't leave enough time you didn't give enough buffers it's like it's preparation and effort those things two things are completely inside your control in most circumstances i get like yeah if you're a prisoner of war like there's not much you can do there but for most people in living in today's western free society that is in preparation and effort are inside your control. So give as much effort into getting home as you possibly can, realizing that the negative thought patterns are a signal for you to refocus. So just like Katrin trying to climb the pegboard, she falls off. Once she goes like, oh my God, these girls are going to beat me. Like, don't go right up there and try again. Again, giving your best effort, that's the bad, so the worst time you can do that. It's what mm-hmm. everyone does. They fall off a rope, they fall off a pegboard, they miss a handstand push-up, and they go, oh crap, this is gonna suck, I'm gonna fall, and they kick right back up again. You just failed, like, you just couldn't do one. What makes you think four <laughs> seconds later you'll be able to do another one? Right. You gotta step back, recenter yourself, get your wits about you, 
go back with your next best effort attempt at the appropriate time. And it's the same thing at the, the, the customer service desk with the airline. Don't, when you start getting frustrated, don't go like, and get, step back, gather your thoughts. What's the right, best, next approach? And you have that conversation then. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to keep this a short episode. Is there anything else on this topic worth talking There's about? probably a lot, but yeah, we can, <laughs> it's what we talk about a lot. So um, we can save it. Okay, yeah. cool. Thank you. We will see everybody next week. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.